Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, feel the hype, spread the hype, etc., dude, etc. But this week, you know, usually I come in positive. This week we're back in lockdown. Everyone drop your heads, there is no hope. Okay, drop your heads. Begin the process of giving up. We are back in lockdown. I mean, it's really not too bad. We've done it before here at the Lad Pad. And this one, I got to say, I did not see coming. This lockdown. Because it's very hard to get a gauge on what's going on. I'm not a huge news reader. Believe it or not. (laughs) Believe it or not, I don't have my finger on the pulse at all times. But from what I can gather... One guy in Bondi had it, right? Okay. Last time, we had Mr. Barbecues Galore going to freaking seven barbecue stores all over Sydney, spitting on anyone who got in his way. He was trying to work out which barbecue to buy by licking the barbecues. He was doing a goddamn taste test on the aluminium. All right. We didn't go into lockdown. This guy thinks he's at the Willy Wonka factory when he's at, uh, he's at Barbecues Galore. He thinks the freaking walls are made out of candy or some shit. No lockdown. Okay? This time, one guy in Bondi had it. Didn't seem like that big of a deal. Darwin is now in lockdown. How the fuck? I don't even know. I don't have the answers. This is not an informative podcast. But it's just like, it's hard to predict. That's what I'm saying. So when we went into lockdown on Saturday, firstly, I had a classic like comedian mate of mine with dreadies was giving me all sorts of conspiracy theories on the Tuesday. And he said, we'll be going into lockdown on Friday because then it's school holidays. So they don't want to go into lockdown while school's still on because it's too much of a hassle. And, you know, I don't mind getting the tinfoil hat on. You know, I don't mind freaking what going down some youtube rabbit hole at 3am about how lizards are running the world i'm not opposed to that sort of stuff okay so i listened to him and i thought yep all right whatever not sure about that then my wednesday gig got cancelled in the city and that's when i started to take notice of this whole covid thing because that's when it started to affect me personally and it's not that i don't have empathy for other people um it's that my ego is so big, so big. I just, I simply don't have time for empathy. Okay. I simply don't have time, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, so Wednesday, my gig got canceled and I thought, yep. Okay. Thursday canceled. I thought, okay, mm-hmm. you have my attention COVID. You have my attention. Well done. You've, uh, You've, you've rustled the jimmies of the big fish in town. Billy Darcy is taking notice of you, okay? So then Friday, I went to Newcastle, actually, which I probably shouldn't be saying this. I probably shouldn't have gone to Newcastle. It was hazy as to what the, uh, as to what the advice was because I wasn't in one of the four lockdown areas or the four... Um, this wasn't even lockdown yet. This was just like, don't, uh, you know, don't go play at the park with all your friends. You know, it was kind of like uh, stay off the swings. That was the vibe. 
but there was four areas where they said like, oh, you should not leave the house. I, I, that was all south of the bridge, so not affecting me. And then Saturday, we're back in lockdown. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to another sweet, sweet lockdown here at the Lad Pad. Yes, we intend to experiment with drugs and, uh, and just have a bloody laugh, you know? I try not to take the lockdown too seriously. Uh, I just read about these guys in Darwin, these miners who are stuck in this mining town, and they've got food rations dropped off every 18 hours. So, forgive me if I, uh, you know, if I've got a goddamn smile on my face. Uh, we've got a, we've got a freaking, we're gonna indulge in some light narcotic use, and uh, we watched Parasite on Saturday night. Great film, Korean, okay, Oscar winning. You can't tell me the the lad pad is watching a Korean film outside of lockdown, okay? Because it's not happening. We watch ESPN documentaries and Owen Wilson rom coms. All right, Macca keeps trying to play scary movies. I've told him they give me nightmares. So it's a time for culture. It's a time for, you know, winding back. And uh, it's, it's a time to find out if you and your roommates are friends for life or if, in fact, you're going to physically assault each other. Because I tell you what, dude, you know, you want to find out who's who, try spending literally every second of the day with your roommate. That's what me and Macca are doing right now. Literally every second of every day. But Sunday, uh, we went into lockdown Saturday. Sunday, me and Macca, we're law-abiding citizens, okay? I pay my taxes, sort of. <laughs> I don't really pay my tax. I commit a lot of tax fraud, okay? RE, uh, my comedy income or whatever there is. Um, yeah, I'm not really... Put it this way. When it comes to cricket and my finances, I don't like to declare, Okay. I do not like to declare. So, so me and Macca went and got these COVID tests on uh, Sunday morning. And let me say this. Firstly, dude, I, I personally think you should just get tested. If you're up in the air about it, just fucking get tested. Last time in Sydney, when we went into lockdown in December, I remember I had to drive to work to get my computer. And the line for the COVID testing was like, literally, I'm not... You know, this is a funny podcast, but I'm not dancing. It was maybe three kilometers long. And it was like a four-hour wait to get tested. Okay, that's fucking, that's garbage, all right? I can understand why you wouldn't want to get tested in that situation. You know, it's not enough we're locked down in our goddamn houses. Now we have to be locked down in our in our Honda Civics for four hours. Just have some guy put a freaking pool cleaner straight into my brain. You know, I understand that it's not the best thing to do. But now, I feel like maybe there's more testing sites or people just don't give a fuck anymore or maybe because some people are vaccined up, they don't need to get tested. But me and Macca went and got tested Sunday morning and it was a 15-minute round trip from our house back to, the, back to the lounge room. There was no line. And this is like the day we went into lockdown. So you would expect freaking pandemonium at the streets, you know, people flogging each other at Woolies, this sort of stuff. There's no line. We just went straight in. I tell you what, the COVID test, it's not, it's not a good thing to get. It's uncomfortable. It feels like your nose should stop and then the, the swabby thing just keeps going for maybe what feels like another 400 meters into your brain. Um, I don't know if I have COVID. Well, actually, I do know because I got tested. I don't have COVID, but I may have a CTE after that COVID test. I mean, this chick, she took a run-up. 
she said, all right, get ready. And then she started walking backwards. I said, what are you doing, babe? She said, I'm getting right in there. And she fucking took a run up and absolutely just straight up the schnoz. And the worst thing is first nostril, you're like, oh, wow. So that was, that was horrible. That was a horrible experience. But then guess what? Count them. You got two nostrils, brother. We were about to fucking, the house of death is coming round for another lap, you know? So then the second schnoz, and it's just rubbing on your fucking, your cerebellum or your, your cortex or your Jimmy Neutron, whatever it's called up there. And it is uncomfortable, uncomfortable. But I got to tell you, these frontline workers, these, uh, these COVID people, what is their official title? These nurses who do the COVID tests, God damn, God bless them. I tell you what, it's got to be the worst gig on the planet. Everyone's in a bad mood. You know, it's just like, you got to tell everyone the same thing over and over and over. Fill out this form. What's your number? All right. Are you ready? What's your birthday? Then you got freaking little wimps like me and Macca being like, oh, it hurts my nose, you know? But this chick we had, we had like this 40-year-old Indian woman who was absolutely hilarious. She kept, um, she called Macca handsome and she said I was stupid. But on paper, that seems quite quite brutish but i tell you what she delivered it with some pizzazz we had a bloody goddamn a goddamn bandsman giving us a covid test and uh you know more power to all the all the covid testers i mean it's got to be the worst gig on the planet freaking eight hours a day of just relentless same thing over and over and over and you can't fuck it up it's super important so good on them good on them i was blown away by their vigor but uh, Adzi went and got a COVID test on Sunday as well. That's about, uh, I think that's Adzi's 12th COVID test since the pandemic. He gets them about once a fortnight and he only gets them on either a Sunday or a weekday so he can take the next day off work. Okay, he's literally using the global pandemic. People are dying. People are dying. And Adzi uses the global pandemic so he can get a day off his landscaping job in the very rich white suburbs that he lives and works in. I mean, Jesus Christ. Can I get you anything else, Adzi? Do you want a scone, a macaroon? Can I rub your feet? I mean, Jesus Christ, mate. How good is it being you? So, Adzi got his COVID test uh, on Sunday as well, and he was praying the results did not come in. He was praying for an admin error. I think he was actually praying for COVID. That's, Adzi was genuinely praying for COVID. Uh, so yeah, after the test, he went straight to Bondi Junction and just started licking everyone in sight. So unfortunately it came back negative, but you know, he tried his best and good on him. Okay. But I'll tell you what, let's crack into this potteroo. Um, wow. The week that was Thursday, I told a lie. I actually did have a gig on Thursday. I don't know why this gig could go ahead, but it could. It was socially distanced. There was, um, like 25 people there or something. But it was a quite an exciting show. It was Neil Cole Hatka's weekly show in Sydney called Neil and Friends. Neil Cole Hatka, you probably know him, very, uh, very successful stand-up and YouTuber and uh, pretty much everything else. The guy kills it. And uh, he's a fucking legend. And it's a pretty fun show. It's not like a stand-up show. Like, it, there is stand-up, but there's all different segments. So at the start, you do stand-up. I did... I did a gentleman's 12 minutes and, you know, I was well received, well received, uh, 
But then there's different segments. So you got to play this line game. You've probably seen it on TikTok. It gets about 5 million views of fucking video. Um, and basically, it'll be like things... What was the one I did? Things baby boomers never say. And the other one was things porn stars and politicians can say. So you got to come up with a funny thing for that. I had a couple of barn stormers. Um, so hopefully they make the edit, the TikTok edit or whatever it is. And I can help myself to some of those millions of views. But but yeah, it's a pretty cool, uh, it's a pretty cool show. The other thing you had to do was make a... Um, you had to make up a joke that was... What was it? You had to make up a joke that was... That included an old doctor and the word charcoal. And... Yeah. I'll tell you mine. I don't know if it's any good, but it got it got a couple of laughs in the room. Uh, what was mine? It's a weird segment. I literally like didn't understand this segment for about four days when he messaged me. I was just I messaged Aaliyah who was on the show, and I said, "What the freaking hell? You got anything for this charcoal thing? Like what the fuck?" And she had an idea, which made me feel even worse. Oh yeah, so I'll tell you this charcoal. It's really bad, but I'll tell you anyway. So <laughs> this guy goes to his to his old doctor, right? Right? And he says, "Mate, my sex life is crap. I'm having the, I've got the worst sex life ever. What can you do for me?" And he says, "Mate, take this charcoal and rub patches of it on your face and arms and then tell birds you're a firefighter. They fucking froth on it, mate. You'll be ruining yourself senseless after that." That was the joke. <laughs> Believe it or not, that got a laugh in the room. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, you could, even though this is a solo podcast, I can feel that, that that joke did not land. I can feel that I'm bombing right now. And it's washing over me like a, like a beautiful, uh, you know, maybe Seven Fruits body wash from, uh, from a health food store. But, but yeah, so that actually got a laugh in the room. But yeah, it's we- weird kind of fun segments like that. And it's quite a fun show. Um, I tried to talk to this one girl in the crowd and then the guy thought I was talking to him. He was like, well, he answered the question. So naturally, I had to shit on him for about seven minutes. And speaking of which, I have a new crowd work clip on my YouTube channel where um, it's about a work health and safety lawyer and the crowd really turns on him. There's some booing, there's some laughs, there's some tears. And uh, yeah, it's all happening. It's all fucking happening. So check that out. But then Friday, I went up to Newcastle with the snake, Pat Doherty. I picked up a last-minute Newcastle gig because uh, there were some Melbourne comedians that were flying up for it. They obviously weren't able to due to the pandemic, and I got the late call up. And Pat Doherty said, uh, "Let's drive up together." I said, "Fine," and uh, I said, "We'll take your car." And he said, "Get this, Pat Doherty's Holden Rodeo has broken down after he was shitting on the metro left and right, shitting on my Mazda Metro." Okay. Oh, my Holden Rodeo is this, this, rah, rah, rah. it's so cool. Well, well, well. Guess what, dude? Now you've just got an expensive paperweight, hey? The Holden Rodeo, 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 who gives a fuck? It doesn't even run. I don't have to pronounce it right. Okay. So we hop in the metro, we fly up to Newcastle. Pat's chewing my ear off about like wanting to be like me or something. It's a fucking nightmare. And we get up there. I got to say the gig, I thought it was in like a pub. 
All right. I thought we were doing like a pub gig. It was in like this huge ballroom. There's about 200 people there. And it was like a, it was like a, like you'd have a school formal in this room and everyone was sitting around circle tables. The average age of the crowd was about ballpark 93 million years old. I was like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This was not as advertised. Uh, Pat Doherty was hosting. I thought, Jesus Christ, I would not want to be hosting this. It's like a fucking, it's like a Rotary Club luncheon in here. I said, Jesus Christ, this guy's choking on his entree. Can someone revive this elderly man? We're about to have a fun night of comedy. And Pat went up there, valiant stuff from the great man, valiant stuff. And I got to say the show absolutely ripped. Um, I did my set. I can't remember anything really notable that happened. But it was a good time. It was a bloody good time. And uh, dude, sometimes with these uh, these like really nice function room kind of gigs, you almost feel like not worthy of the room in a way. Like not, it's like everyone was dressed really nice and it was like, you know, expensive food and really nice light. It's just so fancy that it's almost like, ugh, why am I here? You know what I mean? I'm up here talking about trying to root chicks at the gym. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like it's it's like my comedy almost feels like it belongs in a pub sometimes. And so that's a bit weird. Um, you know, I got the Connie's I got I'm wearing Converse and the guy in the front row's got like a, a three piece suit on. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a weird vibe thing, but they were super cool, super friendly, and uh, it was super fun. Pat came out in the second half after I I you know, I got on his head pretty aggressively in the intermission, RE his performance. Pat came out in the second half and absolutely smashed it. And uh, we actually recorded a podcast on the weekend, me and Pat as well. So that's coming out uh, in the future. Uh, I've got two guest episodes ready to go, which is exciting. I just need to... I've edited the one with Pat. Uh, the one with Pat is pretty red hot. I actually had to stop the one with Pat 15 minutes in and just be like, dude, can you just like chill out? <laughs> I think he thought he was on like the fucking edgiest podcast in the world. He was talking about all sorts of weird shit, you know, like, like this was fucking, I don't know, Legion of Skanks or Cumtown or one of those like real red hot podcasts where they like talk about raping baby rhinos and shit. I was like, dude, this is get around me. This is, you're being very fucking blue right now. It was pretty full on. A lot of hate crimes in there from the great man. So quite a bit of editing required from yours truly. And I was in the booth. I was actually probably... It probably took me longer to edit the episode than it did for us to record it. Um, so, but it's a banger. It's an absolute banger. And I hope you enjoy it. But yeah. And uh, shout out to uh, to two of the blokes in the crowd. Coops and his mate. I can't remember his mate's name. But it's like... Everyone there is like 90 years old except for these two blokes who are like 22. And, and they hissed at Pat Doherty when he, when he went on stage. And that was a thing of beauty. Even in a beautiful, fancy ballroom, Pat Doherty is still getting hissed at as he walks onto stage. So, it just goes to show, you know, the natural order is in place. And uh, that snake is getting what he deserves. So, thank you, lads. I appreciate it. But we've got a few things here to crack through. Oh, firstly, dude, what about this? So, I'm at Woolies last week. And, uh, and I'm getting some salmon fillets. All right. The boys, we're having salmon poke bowls on Monday night. And so I'm waiting for the, the freaking, you know, Woolies, like the, the fish market guy, you know, 
I love how Woolies, by the way, god damn Woolies. They've got a fish market and a butcher. And then right outside Woolies, what is there always straight away? A fish market and a butcher. Man, Woolies doesn't give a fuck. I mean, they're just spitting in the face of local business left and right. Woolies now does sushi, dude. There is no need for freaking the fresh food people, i.e. Whitey McWhitey, to be doing sushi. I mean, come on. Let other businesses have one thing. Just one thing. I'm telling you, dude, it's going to get to the point where you could, you'll be able to go to Woolies and buy like fucking pingers and a bulletproof vest. I mean, it's getting, they're so greedy over there at Woolies. What happened to the fresh food people? Okay. Because you're, now you're slinging fucking batteries and Japanese treats. I mean, God damn it, Woolies, stay in your lane. Okay. Stay in your lane. There's a beautiful sushi store at my local shops. And then Woolies has the goal to open their own sushi store inside their store. It's fucking store inception up there. I mean, just le- let someone else do one thing. You know, they've got the Woolies Cafe up there at some of the nicer Woolies now. Sushi. Um, I don't know what else really. Dude, Coles was doing clothes for a while. <laughs> Luckily, no one took that seriously. Fuck you, Coles. What about that? I am a Woolies man till I die. Woolies till I goddamn die. But yeah, Woolies, just let someone else do one thing. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if one night I'm walking to a gig and they, and they got the fucking Woolworths Comedy Club going in there. They got the bloke from the fucking, the bakery. They've got a bakery in there as well. Let's not forget that. Now they got the, the guy from the bakery. He's doing some stand-up in the fucking cereal section. You know, Woolies is that greedy. I would not be surprised. Probably put a fucking NRMA in a pub in there soon. I mean, God damn it, Woolies. Let someone else have a turn. Let someone else have a go on the swings. You know what I mean? So I'm in Woolies. And I'm waiting for the, the fish market guy. The Woolies fish market guy. And so he comes along. I said, hey, mate. Could I please get three uh, three salmon fillets? And he goes, yeah, right. He goes, mate, I'm actually supposed to be on my break right now. And I go, right, well, cool, appreciate it. He goes, yeah, it, further than that, man, it's actually supposed to be my day off. I'm not even supposed to be here at all today. And I was like, yeah, right, Um, look, skin on, thanks, mate, on those fillets. Like, I'm sorry, is this the fish market or the local theatre? What is this one-man show you give me right now, champion? Okay, you were supposed to be on break. I was supposed to be famous by now, okay? I'm going to attempt to not scan this salmon at the checkout because I can't afford it. All right? We all had plans, brother. We all had plans. All right? Keep it to yourself. Weigh the salmon and try and keep your tears out of the fish. All right? What is this? This thing where it's like, it's like I was supposed to be on my break. It's like, yeah, that's why I'm here. I knew that. I knew you were supposed to be on your break. (coughs) And uh, that's why I came specifically at this time. I thought, I thought I'll thought i go when, what's, what's your name, Jason? I'll go when Jason's on his break on a day when he was supposed to be not even on. I have access to the roster at this Woolies. I have access to it. And I consulted that roster before I came here today. And, uh, and I even have access to the, to the machine that clocks you on and off. 
So I came in today, knowing you were supposed to not be in, and then I checked the uh, clocking on machine and saw that you were on your break, and then I came straight here and ordered three salmon fillets. Okay? You're right. I'm a piece of shit. I'll go kill myself now. Thank you, Jason, for the enlightening information. You know? What the fuck are you on about, dude? Honestly. I'm sorry you guys are busy. I'm sorry it's your break. I'm sorry you dropped out of uni in your first year because it got a bit tough and you thought, ah, who cares? Don't need uni anyway. I got that Woolies job, I'll figure something out. And now you're 29 and the only thing less determined than you is your hairline. All right? I'm sorry for all of that, Jason. But I need three salmon fillets with the skin on minus the goddamn attitude, okay? You fucking punk. All right? Last time I checked, I'm not the one wearing an apron, brother. All right? So fucking get me the salmon. All right? <laughs> get me the goddamn salmon, dude. <laughs> I couldn't believe... What, what, what do you want me to say to make this interaction go your way? Do you want me to say, oh, okay, sorry, I won't have salmon for dinner then? Back to your break. Oh, I'm supposed to be on my break, did you know? Did you want me to say, oh, my mistake, and then leave? Did you want me to leave? Call up Macca. Macca's looking forward to salmon pokeballs. Do you want me to call up Macca and say, sorry, Macca, Jason was supposed to be on his break? And, Ma- and I know what Macca would say. Macca would say, Jason, isn't it supposed to be his day off? <laughs> Oh, dude, I just don't care, dude. I just don't care. I hate it when people do that. They take your problems and just, or their problems and just fucking throw them at you. It's like, I just, I'm listening to freaking Harry Potter on audiobook in my AirPods. I'm not from, I've just, I've just come in here to do a bit of shopping, mate. I've just come in here to do a bit of shopping. All right. Okay. So why don't you give that fucking lip ring a twist, right? Keep twisting that goddamn filthy lip ring until it, until it clicks into a better attitude. Let's have three salmon fillets, eh? Three goddamn salmon fillets. So yeah, there's, just, there's your pelican of the week. This bloke, this fucking absolute nerd at the fish market. You know what, mate? You're not even working at a real fish market. This is inside of Woolies, okay? If you had any interest in fish, you'd go to a real fish market. But no. You're at Woolies, okay? You're not you don't have the, the respect for the craft that the real fish market blokes do. Alright, dude. So we got a we got a we got a good one this week. A new entry for all you had to do was nothing, and you couldn't do that. And this is one of my favorite segments, and it, it just doesn't come around often enough. Uh I'm not re- yeah, I'm not really I could, I, if I was into the news more, I reckon we could get into this segment a bit more. But it's my favorite segment where, for a celebrity. All you had to do was nothing, and you couldn't handle that, dude. Israel Folau started this many times. Uh, we've had some great ones. But this week is Rebel Wilson. On all you had to say was nothing, and you couldn't do that. Rebel Wilson came out and was like slamming Sydney lockdown laws. It was like, you can't just lock down every time as a strategy. Keep in mind, she doesn't even fucking live in Sydney full-time. She lives in LA most of the year. I'm not sure why. She's not working anymore. But but she does live in LA most of the year. And, uh, you know, she's an, an Aussie treasure, Rebel Wilson. She's a very funny woman. And, uh, and you know, I, I loved her in Pitch Perfect. 
I'm a Pitch Perfect fan. I've not seen two or three, um, but I've seen one three times. So that's pretty good. And, you know, she she's a very funny actress and, and very well liked. So this was, this was unfortunate. She came out slamming Sydney lockdown laws from the comfort of her LA penthouse. And firstly, I mean, where to begin on this one? Where to begin? Firstly, last year during the height of the pandemic, Rebel Wilson travelled to the Super Bowl in a private jet with no quarantine. So <laughs> she's not exactly known for taking COVID seriously. She's not, uh, she's not exactly the poster girl for safety and, uh, and thinking of others, that's for sure. You know, she was basically a fucking Petri dish, hip-hopping all over that goddamn country, the star-spangled country we all know and love, where they freaking drink freedom and piss justice. The USA! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so she's not exactly the poster girl for COVID safety or thinking of others. And, uh, you know, she is, she is ever, so, ever so quickly sliding down the old totem pole of fame. So, you know, there's that too. She's sort of on the other side, Rebel. You know, she, let's be honest. Like, she's smashed it. She's had a great career. She's super talented. But if she was a mountain, you'd be coming down the other side, okay? You'd be coming down the other side. And uh, this whole thing where it's like, I just love... Okay, firstly, dude, actors and actresses. Let's talk about it for a second because they are, without a doubt, the most worthless people on the planet. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, so you got you got freaking two million Instagram followers for um, you know, for being the funny chick in in Bridesmaids. I love it. You fucking were great in Bridesmaids. Okay, you were great in Bridesmaids. Um, are any of those followers due to your nursing career? Are any of those followers fans of your medical journals? <laughs> You don't know anything about anything, Rebel, okay? You know how to hit on, on fucking Mark Wahlberg in a funny way on film. And we love you for that, okay? We love you for that. But you don't know anything about medical medical anything. Medicine, you know? You've only just recently worked out to drink water and eat veggies. Now you want to fucking hip-hop into a, into a worldwide pandemic and contagious disease? You've only just worked out what a carrot is. Now you're fucking telling us, telling us what to do against against this worldwide virus. My God, you must be reading, like you wouldn't believe. But Rebel, we love you. There's no issues here. All you had to do was nothing, and for some reason you couldn't handle that. You could not handle that. My Lord, it's like what? <laughs> also, she lives in LA, which has been locked, which was previously locked down for like a year straight, way longer than Sydney, way longer. And Australia is doing so well with COVID. I just don't even understand this chick or what she's going on about. And it's like, what is with celebrities who have to get the tinfoil hat on? Like, if you're a celebrity, you don't get to believe in conspiracies. Okay? You don't get to... Conspiracies are for normal people who need hope and wonder in their life. You know, some guy who's a fucking bricklayer. What if the government was half lizard? You know, that'd be fucking exciting. Because I tell you what's not exciting. These goddamn bricks that I'm laying every goddamn day. If you're a multimillionaire, you don't get to, you don't get to be a conspiracy theorist. Okay. You just don't. 
Yeah, no. I'm sorry, did Melissa McCarthy turn down a role to be an absolute tinfoil crackpot and they gave it to Rebel? What's going on? Okay, what is going on, dude? Rebel, why? We love you. We even, we even still like Rebel Wilson, even though she did that dog show on Channel 7. You know what I mean? And for the, for the last year, she's been losing weight. Everyone on Instagram's like, you're the, you're bloody bad bitch, queen. You're the hottest chick ever. I want to I wanna chop you up and eat you in a bowl of Special K, you sexy bitch. You know, everyone's getting around her. We love you, Rebel. Why? What's, what's the problem, babe? Where's the stress, you know? What is the goddamn problem? So... Rebel Wilson, all you had to say was nothing. You couldn't handle that. Babe, please, please, no, no more of that. We love you. You're a national icon. We don't need this from you. Not now. Probably not ever, to be honest. Probably not ever. So Rebel Wilson, you're this week's winner. Thanks for everything, babe. All you had to do was nothing, and you couldn't handle that. But anyway, let's get into some goddamn trends. Firstly, dude, this is a big one. Trend end. Okay. Uh, now this is a big one. Why do we all do this thing? And this is when you're texting, texting girls, texting guys, everyone. Mostly when you're texting girls or girls texting guys. Why do we do this thing where we respond every six hours, so we look like we're like cool and busy? You know what I mean? I got a text. I was texting this girl last week. By the time she replied to me, I forgot what we were fucking texting about. And then by the time I replied to her, we'd gone into lockdown that we can't even make plans now. So (laughs) what is this thing where it's like you receive a text and you're like, all right, sweet. I'll I'll, I'll text back in six hours to seem aloof and mysterious. You know, we all want to appear like we've got heaps of shit on, even though literally everyone checks every notification they receive throughout the day. Literally everyone. (laughs) And it's like, oh, sorry, I didn't see it. Wow, you texted me. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'll have a look, you know? (laughs) But at the same time, don't immediately reply whatever you do. That is some serial killer stuff. People who immediately reply, it's like, I'm sorry, are you freaking replying with one hand and choking a young girl to death with the other? Because you're a goddamn psychopath, all right? Jesus. You know when you send someone a text and then the three dots immediately come up? And they're like, they're replying. It's fucking on. Dude, I take my phone and I throw it in a fucking river. Okay. Jesus Christ. Run. If someone replies as soon as you send them a message, run. Call the authorities. Throw your phone in a river and move to a different city. Okay. I'm getting anxiety just thinking about that. I don't know what it is, but if I send someone a text and they reply straight away, it gives me so much anxiety. Even if I've just asked them something stupid, like, how's your day? It's like, holy shit, they're about to tell me how their day was. It's like, what are you doing replying now? That text was for tomorrow. I want to know how tomorrow goes. <laughs> but I think, honestly, I think there's a happy medium here. Okay, every, you know, when you're replying, uh, you know, when you're like, you get a text from a girl, and you think, oh, I'll reply four hours from now to seem cool. I do it. I do it all the time. It's it's stupid. It's lame. It's just, it's a waste of time. It is literally a waste of time. Like, I'm having conversations with girls over three days that we could have in two minutes. And it's like, and I'm the, I'm the number one culprit, you know? Because 
And also, here's the thing. Maybe they reply two hours later. So then you say, well, well, Kate, all right, you want to play it that way? Guess what? I'm replying four hours later. Let's see who's cooler now. Then she replies eight hours later. I said, eight hours? All right, Kate. Sick. How's a full business day sound, babe? Hey, how does that treat you? How does that fucking tie up your converse, hey? And then she goes, sweet. I'm not texting you this whole weekend. And then I go, all right, cool. Monday, I get the message. Guess what? I reply next month. All right. Now, she responds at my funeral. And do you know what? We never end up going to see Fast and Furious 9. That's the real tragedy. The plans never get made. Vin Diesel never gets the VCRs he was trying to steal in the San Fernando Valley. I mean, that's what it's all about. But I don't know. The whole texting thing, I reckon let's just try and... To, I'm, do, I'm doing 10 minutes from now on. I'm honestly doing it. I hate I hate the, the delayed texting. I mean, it's just, it's just a nightmare. It's just so... It takes forever. I mean, I've been vocal about this before, but I'd love to bring back the phone call. I'm a phone call guy. You know, I hate texting. Um, but the problem is you give a girl a phone call, it's like you're a fucking, you know, it's like you're a serial killer or something. I've got a stand-up bit about it, so I don't want to, I don't want to sort of talk about it too much, but I tell you what, I've got a pretty spicy stand-up bit about phone calls. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Yeah, immediate texting. Get on the front foot. Why not? Hey, Kate, how was your day? She responds six hours later. See, because then she responds six hours later. If you then give her, do the 10-minute reply, now you look like an eager beaver. You look like freaking Simon Keen over here. And um, now she has the power. You know, but I'm thinking maybe we just go, fuck it. There is no power. There is no cooler. You know, let's just freaking communicate there's very little communication going on even though we have every form of it available to us you know we in 2021 we text people like we're trying to slip a code past the germans like <laughs> like uh respond at midnight when there's a distraction we will scramble their signal it's <laughs> it's like why don't we just respond now sergeant's like no We'll give away our position. <laughs> and there is a bit of that, you know, you don't want to seem too keen. But also, I mean, really, who gives a fuck about anything? You know what I mean? Eventually, just time passes. I'm all, you know what I mean? Like, I'm some, some girl I was trying not to seem too keen with three years ago. What, you know what I mean? What, what, was the, what was the reward for not seeming too keen? I've never thought, I've never responded to a girl after 12 hours and thought, that'll get her. You know what I mean? I've never been on a date with a girl, like a great girl and thought, luckily, uh, luckily I responded to her once every two days for two weeks straight. You know, that really um, made her like me more. <laughs> it's stupid. It's so stupid, but we all do it. We all do it. And yeah, I'm not, like I said, no immediate replying. I mean, God forbid, you know, we don't want any fucking, you know, Ted Bundy's on the iPhone 10 out there. But, but I think there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. I had some notes stuck to the camera and they just fell off. So that's the end of that segment. <laughs>
All right. <laughs> I thought that was the best idea. I blue tacked some notes to the camera for today's episode. And, uh, I mean, what are we, 35 minutes in or something? I was a fucking, I was Thomas Edison for 35 minutes there. I just invented the goddamn light bulb. Um, but they fell off and, uh, and now we're going, we're going blind. But I got some more over here. Are you guys interested in how I prepare this show? Because I do actually prepare it, if you can, if you would believe it or not. But I don't really prepare it that much. Like, I've just got a note here that says lockdown and then, and then COVID tests. And that was 11 minutes. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's some preparation, but it's not like, I'm not up here with a fucking teleprompter down here. I'm sitting in my bedroom. Anyway. All right, so I've got a couple more trend ends here. Okay, firstly, what about this? Trend end, dude, this is this is a bloody big one, I'll tell you that. The YouTube algorithm at the moment is just too ruthless. I mean, you accidentally watch a video for 10 seconds, that's it. Now it's fucking Korean cooking videos nonstop for you, mate. You know, God forbid I take a slight interest in hibachi grilling. Now, now my whole YouTube homepage is Korean meats. Can you at least let me try something, YouTube? Let me dip my toe in the water of Korean grilling before you fucking say, well, this is all this guy's into. Keep it coming, you know? I'm a fucking person. I have more than one interest, you know? And also, and let me, let me try something, you know? I'm watching, I'm watching fucking behind the scenes of the Titanic, what Leonardo's really like on YouTube. Let me watch a minute or two of that before you start sending me fucking Leonardo DiCaprio interviews relentlessly, you know? I haven't even really... I've, I've seen Titanic once like 20 years ago. I, I was only watching that because my mate said he met Leonardo DiCaprio once and he was a dick. And I said, there's no way you met Leonardo DiCaprio. And he said... Look up a behind-the-scenes video of him. I'm telling you, he's a piece of shit. So I said, mate, I fucking will look it up, and I'll throw this back in your face. There's no way our Leo is a bad guy. Now, I've got nothing but fucking Leonardo DiCaprio promoting Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on my YouTube. I mean, there should be a little button at the end of each video. Do you want to see this again? No. Get it out of the algorithm, you know? I'm pretty sure... I mean, I'm pretty sure she said something like, Seth, you don't listen enough. But but I'm also pretty sure that if you accidentally even just, like, look at the JPEG for too long... I've got so much, um, like, cooking stuff on my YouTube. I'm not interested. But, you know, it does the little preview on the JPEG. I watched, like, a preview once. I swear that's all it takes. But YouTube, you know, let us try stuff without consequence, you know, let me, let me watch a fucking, a how to repair a Mazda Metro video, you know what I mean? Maybe like I've got a, a leak in the radiator. I just want to know how to repair this one thing and then I'm done. Okay. You don't need to turn my YouTube homepage into fucking mechanics world. All right. I'm not interested. Okay. Trend end YouTube. Let us try stuff without shoving it down our throat for the next six weeks. Please. But anyway, that is 
the podcast for this week. I've got a new crowd work clip on YouTube. There's two new ones if you didn't see last week's. i got new stand-up clips coming out every week for the foreseeable future, maybe a couple months. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on the various socials. Tell your friends. Spread the word of the pod. Uh, I've, I've got a Brisbane show booked in. I'm not even going to announce it right now because I'm currently in lockdown. Um, but assuming that all goes good, fingers crossed. And uh, and yeah, dude, tell your missus. Uh, thanks for listening. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Because these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.